Live from Western Kentucky University, capital of the Hilltopper Nation. Whether it's in the locker room or on the field, behind the clipboard or on the court, home or away, we've got you covered. Get ready to enter the Red Zone, your destination for all things sports, right here on Revolution 91.7. And welcome back to another edition of Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. I'm your host for the night, Caden Gaylord Day, and across the studio from me is my guys, Ryan Gooden, the very sad Patrick Carey, and producer for the night, Michael Thompson. Fellas, how are you doing tonight? Not too bad. Uh, a, a great slate of football games today. Um, a couple injuries that, you know, it seems like this week was the week of bad kickers and injuries, which always seems to fall in the same week every year, but um, not too bad for a, a Sunday. Patrick, you're doing all right over there? I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can ask from you. Patrick has been upset with me for the past couple of days. So. I'm in attendance. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get to why Patrick's upset a little later. But first, <sighs> WKU football, man. The it's Hilltop- sad that we're sad talking about this team. <laughs> because this team, while they were 1-3, and, and, and you, you look at them and you're like, well, they played good teams. There's no excuse now. Like, Go ahead and talk about it, but we should not be sad talking <laughs> about this team, honestly. Yeah, man. Uh, the WKU Hilltoppers lost in a Big 12-like shootout. The Big 12 came to Conference USA this week, boys. Uh, <laughs> Probably w- be here the rest of the year <laughs> with this defense. WKU lost 52-46 to to University of Texas San Antonio. I have never heard anybody say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I had another actual At name. first I looked down and I was like, wait, wait, who do we play? It's like, I thought we played UTSA. <laughs> Yeah, man, uh, a, I, I feel like UTSA just keeps coming back to bite me because a couple years ago I said I didn't know UTSA had a football team. Well, you know now. I didn't think they did until a few years ago or something like that. Yeah, they haven't been around long at all. Yeah, man, but uh, I'm just going to read off these stats. I, Bailey Zappi, 38-60 of 60 for 523 yards, five touchdowns, and one costly interception. Uh, Jared Stern, 16 receptions, 195 yards, two touchdowns. Should have had 20, but he dropped like three passes. Um, Adam Cofield, nine carries, 65 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, for UTSA, Frank Harris, who I've never heard of in my life, 28 for 38, 349 yards, six touchdowns, and an interception. You know him now. <laughs> <laughs> Sincere McCormick, 23 carries, 120, 120 yards. Uh, the the Corian, the Corian Clark, seven receptions, 160 yards, three touchdowns, and three. You got mossed. Um, yeah. I don't even know where to start, man. Like, yeah, I was gonna ask. Do you want to start at the end of the game or the beginning? Because there's there's multiple layers to this football well, game. That, uh, I'll say. I'll we'll say. start at the beginning. Yeah. So okay. because for the fifteen thousandth time this season, WKU starts gets into a hole. Yeah. It's agonizing. I believe it, the first drive was forty-seven seconds. They scored in three plays. Yeah, and one of them was a Moss to start yeah. the game uh, for a touchdown. It, it obviously we've we talked about how bad this defense has been throughout the three or four games, I guess now to this point. But you kind of you couldn't tell if it was the um, defensive backs or if it was the defensive line. They're both bad, but these defensive backs got worse somehow. Um, it felt like it didn't matter, you know, if there was any pressure at all because. If he just if UTSA's quarterback just threw the ball up, it was going to land in somebody's arms that was not in Western Kentucky uniform. So 
yeah, it's just it's frustrating to watch because you know you, you see they're not even like they're oversized. There's not six five guy out there, you know, mossing kids. It's the same height as everyone else on the field, and it just looks like they're UTSA is so much more athletic than than WKU. It's not even funny. It, I don't like. The second, like, I just don't even understand how we've gotten to this point where this defense is so bad to where they can't, I mean, you're just holding your breath to see if they'll get a stop on a third down. And then when they did get a stop on the third down, UTSA would go for it on fourth down because they knew that, Western's yeah. defense wasn't going to stop it. So they were they were three for three on fourth downs. I mean, that's what I was going to say because there were two fourth downs where UT, it was a close game, and there were two fourth downs in particular where UTSA went for it on like their own 35 yard line. Which is insane Which for a normal football game. Is the most disrespectful yeah. thing I have ever seen. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't skip a beat. They didn't show. They didn't do anything of trying to catch WK off sides. They go right up to the line. They're like, all right, uh, run this real quick. We know they ain't gonna stop them. <laughs> well, it's not even that. It's not even like a Western. There's mean. no decision for like the the quarterback doesn't have to talk to the coach and be like, are we going for this? It's no. like it's in the game plan now for every team that plays WKU. You have four downs every drive. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Because whether they can stop you on three doesn't seem to matter anymore because that fourth one, it's going to be a fourth and short because there's no, there's no backfield stops for this team. There's no negative plays for the, for the other opposition when you play in WKU. It, it's, it's interesting to see that the defensive line can't get pressure, the linebackers can't cover, the defensive backs can't contain. Like it's, all of it is awful at the same time like there's no bright spot to this team at all and on, when on the defense. defense finally finally they did get a stop they got a pick i couldn't believe it and <laughs> he ran it like five yards and fumbled it was like how even when the defense does something good it still can't come to they a just head. keep shooting themselves in the foot yeah. it's it's like they don't and, even and guess what happened on the after he fumbled utsa scores again yeah all <laughs> like, i could think of when he picks it off and then fumbles it i, I could just hear i think it's randy moss just saying Come on, man. <laughs> I, I think my thing was. So Come on, we, man. I missed we, that segment. Uh, we were in the student section, and they got the interception. I got so lit. I'm like, oh, we got a turnover. <laughs> and then Nick Brake is like, why are you cheering? I'm like, he just picked the ball off. He said, no, he fumbled. What? I didn't even see it happen. I didn't even see a fumble. I was just so happy that the defense finally got a turnover because I don't know the last time they've gotten a turnover. Right. It's so rare to see this, this defense play well. And, you know, we – we dog on the defense, and we kind of made excuses for them in the first three games because, or the main three, the Army, Michigan State, Indiana, because you're looking at an Army team with a triple option, Indiana and Michigan State, Big Ten teams. There's no excuse now. You're playing UTSA, who's in Conference USA, who, you know, Western Kentucky was kind of looking like they're competing with Big Ten teams. They should at least be able to handle their own conference. And it doesn't seem like they can even do that now. Well, maybe I think um, we we were talking about the defensive backs. They they maybe they focus so much on the run game as a whole because I think going into this game, since here McCormick, obviously UTSA's best player, he really didn't do that much in this game. But the big plays downfield to the receivers was where it really got where we really got taken care of. So maybe they focused too much on one area and then the other area got exposed and. You can't do that. Well, I would agree with you if you didn't rush for 120 yards. Yeah. So, I mean, you <laughs> could for, say you held him to 120 for, yards all you want. For WKU's defense, though, 120 yards isn't much at all. It, it, that's yeah. the problem. It's, I think it is hard for them to play because they don't get them off schedule at all. Like the DBs, you usually you get them in a third and long and be like, all right, no pass is coming. 
but it's every one of them is you know third and short or second and they get five yards on first down not getting them off schedule or they don't know you know run or pass they, they can't get a beat on anything well everything is positive yards and it doesn't help either like even if the defensive line could get a little bit of pressure to at least force an offensive lineman to hold there's no yeah. there's no penalties on the offense it feels like because this defensive line cannot get like it's so easy for the offensive line to just push them back um and that helps the quarterback obviously you get to sit back in a pocket for 20 seconds but also when you run around and every db doesn't know what's going on because he can't turn the the his head to a ball and when it's in the air it's all of it is wrapped up into one perfect bow that describes wku and, and that's pitiful and most of that um you know i've said on the show for two years and i have picked on one db from the wku defense and he's not here anymore. Yeah. That was Trey Meadows. So now it's time for Khalif. I don't know how to say his last name. Halasi. Halasi. I'm sorry. Halasi. Halasi. That was the worst game from a DB I think I've ever saw. And that's a and transfer I, from a, Oregon. a Power 5 school. A a top 10 school right now in Oregon. And you get a transfer. You you think, well, he might struggle in you know a Pac-12, you know, which is sad to say in itself. But... You think Conference USA, you'd be coming over here and maybe he'd shine a little bit more and prove that he's actually a, a decent cornerback. And wow, he has not. I mean, <laughs> and nobody really has on this defense, but that was that was a especially. terrible game. Terrible game. I mean, just so many go routes were just thrown on him. I don't know how many times he got snagged on in the end zone. He didn't turn his head once on any of those plays. If you turn your head, you can at least get a pass deflection. And he didn't do any of that. I mean, I didn't. I didn't know what I was watching. I felt like I should have been out there. And I, like, I'm so serious. I, <laughs> at least I know to turn my head and look for the ball. And there was there was one play in particular that I just kept going through my brain during the game. It was it was near the end, if I'm not mistaken. Where going back to the pass rush, there was a free runner in Juwan Jones, wide open opportunity to take down to take down Harris. He completely whiffs. Doesn't finish. Harris yep. gets outside the pocket. Another high-powered uh, transfer in Michael Pitts, full speed towards misses. Harris, misses again. <laughs> Harris throws like a 60-yard dime, and I'm just like— Actually, it wasn't a 60-yard dime. It was a pass interference yeah. on the defense. Oh, that's what it was. So yeah, yeah. even going back yeah. to— yeah. Oh, that was a terrible that, call. I, I don't was, care. Was that a fourth down? It was third down. Third, all right. But, and, and the pa- it doesn't even matter if it's a terrible call because, it honestly, there shouldn't even been a reason for there to be mm-hmm. an opportunity for them to extend the chance yeah, you because have to. you have two opportunities— and that's the problem is even if you get pressure, it doesn't feel like you can finish a right. playoff. Um, and, you know, yet again, no sign of D'Angelo Malone. I don't know where he's at, if he's even playing. It doesn't feel like he is. Um, obviously, he has no help on the line. but I don't know. He was going to be one-on-one. It, well, he bad. wasn't even being double-teamed. So, so. Not that we're going to say he's fallen off, but he, he hasn't produced yet. Um, and obviously, it doesn't help when, you know, the quarterback – there's no reason – for them to get sacked because even if they're close to getting sacked, they can just throw it up and pray because you don't have to really that, you know, Western Kentucky's defense will just give up a 60-yard bomb because they don't turn their head or know where the ball's at at all times. But It just felt like in that game, every single time WKU would march down the field, score, get a little momentum, be like, all right, here we go, here we go. UTSA would score in 12 seconds. Well, that's the problem is so Mac went to the 
um, press conference after. Tell what did what did Tyson Helton say? He said that the big thing for his defense is not as worried as much about the score, but they got to get him to stop when they need it or get the ball back with a chance to win it. He was proud of his defense for getting that well, one stop at bash, the end. He's of the not going to bash yeah, his defense. It is, yeah. Yeah. When you give up 52 points to, bash to UTSA, you should be professionalism. You're, you Here's professionalism. Point, but it's also you can't expect your head coach four, to go up. up I'm not it's saying just honesty or calling them out and kind of expecting them to challenge them a little bit. It's Trust week me. four where you're down and give up 50 points. I like to, if you're a defensive player, even though maybe your coach will light a little fire under you. Like, you, you don't. Out. Well, I'm gonna you go can't ahead and expect you, to win every game in a shootout where you win by one score every game because you get the ball last. I That's can guarantee you this. Tyson Helton's probably pretty ticked off at the fact that his defense gave up that many points. But in terms of the press that. conference alone, yeah. he's not going to go in there and bash his team. I know he's now, not behind gonna... closed doors after the press conference, <laughs> he probably better. don't want to be a part of that conversation if I'm Tyson Helton. What, so. what do you say? If you're Tyson Helton, what do you say to this defense? What, what could you possibly say to help well, they, them improve? Well, here's the issue is the defense hasn't made any adjustments whatsoever throughout all of their games. They have to yeah. make adjustments. You know, you see what the offense gives you, then you need to adjust defensively accordingly. Throw some blitzes in there. Throw a little zone action. Throw a man on man. But they have t- kept it the same exact thing the entire year. That's probably the biggest issue. I mean, you could throw in blitzes all you yeah. want, but when that one play happens and you have two players whiff and miss, I mean, it's not much you can. I mean, that is true. Well, <laughs> and it doesn't help that, you know, we, at the beginning of the year we're t- kind of talking like uh, – the opposition usually runs the ball on this WKU defense, so you just you would like to stick in man, especially in the Indiana when they're playing 15 yards off of a receiver. Well, you understand why now that they had to because you give up six touchdowns to a mediocre quarterback in Conference USA who just lobbed the ball up every play. It's, you're kind of like, oh, well, I wonder why they did that against Indiana to make Michael Penix look somehow decent, um, even though he didn't really play well. I don't know. It's just we we talk about the defense the whole time, but I mean, yet yeah. again, here we. So the offense, WKU gets the ball uh, with what a minute left. And that's you're not talking about something real quick. Um, something that bothered me. I was up in the press box last night. About five minutes left in the game, the stadium started to empty out. I know, you know, I didn't think we were going to win it, but that's not going to help anyone on that sideline when they look back and see everyone leaving. It's bowling. Welcome to Western Kentucky. Welcome to Western Western Kentucky, my man. I I just don't understand it. It's a problem. Half the crowd left at halftime alone. We're never going to go anywhere as a program. And they, they need to under fans need to understand that. You know, they can talk all they want, but if they're not staying, we're not going anywhere as a program. I understand. Oh, I, I agree. Understand. That's fair. If you don't stay for the little game, I don't expect you to, to have an input. And I'm not going to listen to your input. Especially right. especially because WKU came back. Like I know they were down they went, by all the final. And, and they were really plays. they didn't really come back. They were hanging around yeah. the whole time. It's not like yeah, the game was. They were was only over. down by ten, which yeah. for Western Kentucky that is that's really literally nothing. two possessions. Yeah. Maybe even one. That's literally, that could, that's literally a minute. Yeah, because they score in fifty <laughs> seconds, which is why the defense plays so bad. But yet again, this offense plays well. Obviously, you know there was a. We'll talk about the end of the game here because, like Caden said, there was about a minute left when WKU got the ball back. Defense finally made a huge stop. I will give them that. They made one big stop in the game when they needed to, um, and trusted this this WKU offense to go out there and score. They were down six, I believe, and. It, it you was, know, it, it was a couple weird calls, um, a chop block that was just thrown out of nowhere. I haven't seen it once this yeah, entire year. Um, and then a, <laughs> a defensive pass interference that got called back because the ball got tipped, but yet he was there before that. Weird calls, but that but the chop block. The first, my only issue with the chop block is I, I didn't see if it was a chop block. I, I don't know. You never hear that call anymore. 
But when it's a screen pass to the right side yeah, and the dude's on the far left yeah. side of the field, that is a non-issue yeah. whatsoever to the outcome of that Boy. play. That was my biggest problem, yeah, whether know. it was a chop block or not. Yeah, I don't know. if it, But he was rolling right, so it definitely is just – I mean, most of the time you see him not even block the far guy on the other side because it's like he's rolling right, the D end, he ain't going to catch him anyway by the time he throws it. So I don't know if it was just undisciplined. I didn't see it, but there'd be no, ex- no excuse for any lineman to go lo- low on a rollout. Like, why would you even try to cut on a rollout? It doesn't make sense. Even if you do, I mean, not that I'm blaming the refs, because, I mean, it is a call, but at that moment of the game, there's, you know, less than a minute left, and you're calling a chop block. And I haven't seen Western Kentucky in – I've watched all five games. Not a single chop block has been called for either team, and I know they run that play at least three times a game. So what's different about that one than, than all the rest of them? Obviously, they get pushed back. It's like third and goal from the 20 or the 15 – um, and, and Zappy throws a, a big time pick, but you can't you can't, can't blame, blame Zappy yeah, on can't that. Bl- I mean, I will say he did force. He tried to force and, it. Yeah, in that was there. a that was a yeah. bad ball. Yeah, but but you can't it was a bad you can't ball. blame it when he's got five touchdowns. Yeah, it's perfect. Five hundred. It's third and fifteen, and and you gotta you got trying it. to make something happen when that's not there. I, not not that I would rather you try to get to the five and try to make it a little bit more manageable, but I mean, what, what do you expect from a minute left? And it's a lot of time and a lot of things going on right now here's another issue for me too is there was still plenty of time left you st- i mean obviously it's four down territory so and they had you one time just out. needed to get some chunkage and then have another play yeah i don't understand how wku has been so good with intermediate routes that have gone for huge chunks because of the athleticism and the receivers why are you calling four verticals when it's four or third and 15 i just don't understand it yeah it just kind of felt like Get Jareth Stearns out in the open and see if he can make something happen. Yeah, time man. really wasn't an issue then because exactly. you were already inside the red zone. You had like a minute or 50 seconds. And they still had a timeout because they, yeah. they used it on the defensive side when they yeah. threw the pick. Not that it mattered. but it had. I mean, it was just time was not the issue. It wasn't like they had to score on that very play. Yeah, yeah there was multiple things. The offense was not one of them. There was multiple things wrong with this game. Coaching, defense, uh, the main two. Um, but, yeah. I mean, we could sit and talk about this game for yeah. hours. There was just so many things. Trying that. a 50-something-yard field goal with Narvison, <laughs> that's that's a bad coaching move, too. All I'm going to say before we take, you know, before we move on is Bailey Zappi so far has made this team look a lot better than what they are. Than what they oh, are. Yeah, yeah, by far. Wow. Him and, honestly, Jarrett, imagine Bailey Zappi without Jarrett Stearns. Obviously, and John Haggerty. I'm throwing him in there. I'm sorry. Haggerty's been, we have one of the best punters in the nation. We do. He's, he's, he's got a great, great name. Punts. Um, but imagine Bailey Zappi without Stearns. I mean, yeah. you have Tinsley. He's played well, but could he be that number one guy? I mean, right. Jared Stearns being that number one guy is, is honestly helping Zappi out more than he knows. But yeah. Well, yeah, uh, WK Football will play Old Dominion next Saturday Yay. Uh, at 2.30. <laughs> yeah, so we're going <laughs> to take a quick break here. When we come back. Uh, we'll recap uh, WK Volleyball and Soccer and uh, the week they had. You're listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Keeping you up to date on Western Kentucky sports, you're in the Red Zone right here on Revolution 91.7. Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Fellas, I mean... <laughs> There's you still re- sound so depressed. <laughs> <laughs> Red Zone Radio. Red Zone Radio. We're listening. Yeah, WKU football. Yay. WKU's defense. <laughs> Got to him bad, man. Oh, uh, man. The volleyball team. I mean, they they beat 
EKU 3-0 this past Wednesday. I mean, there's no story here. The biggest story of WKU volleyball was Travis Hudson saying the football team is the best team on campus. He's just being nice. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely being nice. Um, they have yeah. a they've had a long break and they won't I see no play. lies detected. Which actually. is why Travis He's Hudson humbling. is the greatest coach here. I mean, he will have a statue. Oh yeah, Most if he doesn't, he needs to. I'd sue honestly. <laughs> Me and Toss Stewart are gonna have a conversation. Um, but uh, the volleyball team will play. I guess MTSU Friday and Saturday. I mean, we expect the same thing, three zero across the board. Um, moving on to soccer, uh, the soccer team suffered their first conference loss this year to Old Dominion, one uh, zero after a corner kick in the fortieth minute. Uh, WKU is nine and two now. You know, they most likely finish second in the East Division unless Old Dominion just collapses for some reason, uh, which is still impressive for this oh, soccer yeah, 100%, 100%. team. Oh yeah, Because going into the season, we. You know, nobody really expected them to play this well, especially with their star player out. So, exactly. for them to even go nine and two is is very impressive. Go ahead, Mike. You were at the game. What'd you see? I mean, it was it, we looked decent at the start. I mean, yeah, Old Dominion got their first half goal, but after that, it was like we didn't have any attacking sense. Like they'd play a ball forward, and it didn't wind up getting to like the intended player or whenever it did go through the run would stop like our attacking our whole attacking position was off and it just didn't seem like we were really in a in a good attacking sense so we just didn't really look very motivated to get back into the game like it would seem like they would try to get a corner and once they got the corner that like that was all that that was the only way they would try to score was getting a corner and you can't you can't play like that. Just the attacking sense was off with the team, and it didn't seem like they had much fight in them after they went down. Well, I haven't watched a many um, WK soccer games this year, but have they played from behind much this year, or have they usually been leading? Nah, I mean it's been no. they've all been they've, close games. Yeah, I, I, say, I know the they've been game close, they but I didn't know if they behind was Ole Miss and they lost that one too. Yeah, got down early. But yeah, I mean they've all been close competitive games, and then like if they've had to go into overtime or extended play, they. They pulled something out real quick and just this one like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could tell like they missed Amber Barnett. I mean, she's the best. She's the best player on the team. Uh, At least th- last year she was. Yeah. Well, yeah. And this is one of those games where they wish they had her for sure. Um, but yeah, they they had two more home games for the end of the season. Uh, they'll be on the road uh, this week and then they'll return home on Sunday uh, against UTEP. Uh, we're gonna take another quick break. Uh, college football, man, <laughs> what a week it has been. We'll get into it uh, next year on Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Talking all things Tapper Sports, you're listening to Red Zone on Revolution 91.7. Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Fellas, college football, the world of college football just... Just keep surprising us, man. Just in- injected in my veins every single week. I feel like there's just been something going on. Yeah, I mean, Saban. <laughs> yeah, this was a fun weekend yeah. for college football. Yeah, finally, some back. Parody. other than Western Kentucky. Yeah, oh yeah, we'll definitely get to Texas is back soon. But first, uh, <laughs> first, uh, uh, Texas A and M shocks Alabama forty-one to twenty-eight. I mean, I mean thirty-eight. Excuse yeah, me, forty-one thirty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> with A&M pulling it out in the end. Uh, I mean, I've watched a little bit of Alabama play this year, but their defense seems to be the Achilles heel of this team. I mean, 
offensively, what more could you ask from from Bryce Love? I mean, he, he, they played great. Well, he played great offensively. It's just I don't, I don't know what it is with Alabama this year. I saw the defense against Florida, and I was like, it's a little like they don't stop the run. They don't have like a you know a Mika Fitzpatrick or a Sertan or like a DB that they really like. So it is kind of like a down Alabama defense. I thought, which is weird to me that like they looked. You know, the first three weeks, four weeks, they looked like the most unbeatable team in the nation. And then these last couple have kind of been the Florida game. Yeah. Florida game for me was the was the tide. What was that, week three or four? I think it was week three. 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 Okay. So, yeah, I guess the first. But then after that, it kind of looked like they bounced back a little bit. Right. And then yeah, just right. a weird game with, you know, Texas A&M, which is the last the person you expect. Yeah, backup quarterback. Of course, Jimbo Fisher was the first assistant to Nick Saban. <laughs> yeah, I should have known. I didn't even know Jimbo Fisher was a part of his staff. I didn't either. I think it was LSU. It must have been LSU. It was LSU. Because yeah. I, had, I had no idea. It's early in his career. But, uh, yeah, I shout out to Jimbo Fisher. Did Florida State win this week? Am I crazy? Yeah, they beat yeah, North they Carolina. They beat North Carolina. They got a win? Yeah, they're, they're on a streak. They've won two in a row. <laughs> I just did not know that. Wow. Kate is like, they got a win? And then Michael's like, yeah, this is their second one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like they beat North Carolina, who's like Sam was supposed to be oh, top a top Ooh. 25 team, and you're losing to Florida State, who you know, obviously is underperformed. But just a crazy week of college football, obviously. Iowa barely beats Penn yeah, State with a back. backup quarterback. Um, Penn the starter looked awful. Penn State was up seventeen to three at yeah. one point in this game. Yeah. I don't think the Big Ten is. They're good when they play each other, but when the Big Ten has to play a, a Southern school, it's not going to be good. They don't have the athletes uh, of any other Southern. School. I, th- oh. I think Ohio State's going to figure State it out the by only, the end of the year. Uh, yeah, Ohio State is the only Big Ten school that can compete because they have athletes. But the rest of them, the SEC's down this year. You've got Georgia, but and then it's a. I mean. If you're throwing Penn State versus like Ole Miss, like I would still I like Penn State. I mean, this Penn year. State I really Auburn do. was close, and Auburn's probably. I don't, a now don't get me wrong; I don't think Penn State's college football playoff bound, no. but I do think that they're a good team this year, and I think Iowa's a good team. I think this game is more of these were two strong defensive teams that kind of clashed more than it is like you know Big Ten teams aren't yeah, that I mean, good. Penn State had what three interceptions in the first yeah. half, and two of them they, were Sean Clifford. They yeah. did, but I saw Penn State. I mean, Auburn that was a close game, and Auburn in the SEC is. Midro, mid, yeah, big so. time mid. So I would think if if either of them had to play a Georgia or Alabama, it would be like well, those yeah, are the top in the Big Ten compared to the top. Of the SEC, I think if either of them played Ohio State, they would both lose. I mean, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But I also think if Ohio State played Georgia or Alabama, they would also get. I, I agree. Railed. So maybe I not just, Alabama as much, but definitely Georgia. Nah, at least this far. Maybe in a couple of weeks. Don't we'll, Alabama goes down once. Yeah, you, can't, say, you, can't, you can't. You can't, you can't say that they're not a good. I mean, the whole time during that game, I was like, "Oh, Bama's going to come back and win." I'm not even worried. Yeah, about right. like, <laughs> you always expect them to, and it's going to be interesting to see when the SEC championship comes around what Alabama really is. Because if they come out and they beat Georgia, obviously this is way down the line, but they could really mix up things. They uh, both for the college football playoff. <laughs> but that was a bad loss for Alabama. It was. It was not because you know Texas A&M helps that it was on the road. Yeah. Mississippi State the week before. Yeah, so. and Mississippi State's not a good football team this yeah. year. Right. Um, so just you know, any given Saturday. <laughs> Listen, all I'm going to say, best car. Wow, because I say college quarterback and then quarterback, and it came out club. So best quarterback in college football is. Spencer Rattler. I thought you were going to say Caleb okay. Williams. <laughs> Caleb and Williams. speaking of Spencer <laughs> Rattler, Texas yes. is back. Thank you. Oh, dang it, Patrick. Dang it. I was going to say it. Had it but been Spencer through, Rattler didn't do anything. Had <laughs> Rattler stayed in that game, Texas yeah, exactly. might be back. Yeah, but that is true. Spencer no, they are back. They're back to what they're supposed to be, which is blowing leads, because that's <laughs> what they're always known yes. for. Uh, we, I left the house, and they were up 
like 20. <laughs> yep. I get to WK's game. Same deal. And Will looks at me and is like, did you see Oklahoma won? And I was like, oh, what, they had a vo- they won what, volleyball match today? <laughs> what are you talking about? Oklahoma well, didn't win. It was so weird because I was watching – we were watching um, – I forget what game also was. Oh, the Ole Miss-Arkansas yeah, game. Yeah, that was, was on. That was the game we'll, of the day. We'll get to that later. Yeah. But, um, we're, you know, my family, we were kind of watching that. And then we flip it over to the other side and we're like, wait, this game's close now? Because we were watching it earlier. It's a 20-point game, like you said. And then Oklahoma just kind of climbed back and climbed back and Caleb Williams – you know, he had that 66-yard run in the beginning of the game, but after that it was kind of slow. I think that I, fourth I, down yeah. run, too. I mean, I think the energy shift, when Rattler was in, like he would make a good play and his I, teammates would be, you know, they'd like, you know, high-five or help th- him up. They don't yes. like him. But they when, don't like no. him at all. But when no. the other uh, Williams came in, yeah. it was just like, you know, he would make a play and it was just like the sideline would be a lot more alive where it's like Well, not only the sideline, but it feels like a, re- a wide receiver would run a route much Cleaner, yeah. With yeah. Caleb Williams, so they wanted and to they play did. for him. That and obviously he had a great, to be more in sync. He had a great with throw. That, that catch to Marvin Mims was yeah. probably the best catch of the year. I mean, his toe was literally. I mean, his shoelace was almost out of bounds. Like, I don't know what the rules are for that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not no official here, but I, <laughs> the shoelace was basically out of bounds. With the rest of the foot wasn't. It was an insane catch. But the also the other catch was uh, Caleb Williams threw a deep ball to. I don't know who it was, but in the corner, he only he threw it to where his receiver could catch it, and nobody else could. Uh, it was a great ball on the run. Caleb but, Williams is a freshman, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, he that's was, what's crazy. To he's me. what the number one, Mike. Yeah, he was the number one ranked pl- quarterback in his class. See, this is why so. we have Mike. He's just our, our stats guru. <laughs> but speaking of freshmen, what I mean, I know Texas lost, but what a performance right. by Xavier yes. Worthy! Yeah. Two hundred and sixty-one receiving yards. Is I mean, the first amazing. play of the game. First yeah. play. Future's bright for Texas's offense, I think. Personally, yeah, but, I mean, no, yeah, that was a great. They, B. John Robinson's going to be a oh, yeah. stud. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, he already is, but next year, the first three minutes of the game, I was like, oh my, yeah, this is Texas game to lose. Obviously, yeah, they, they did. Yeah, it was the seventy-yard touchdown reception. <laughs> then you get the blocked punt. Then yeah. you have an easy touchdown. You're up 14-0. I'm yeah. just like, it was a crazy start. I was stunned. And honestly, it didn't feel like Oklahoma's offense was ready to compete until you know the second half started. So. For, for Texas to kind of like let off the gas pedal almost, um, kind of hurt them in the end. I there. wonder uh, just a little. Maybe. What happens with Rattler now? His what, draft stock drops. He, do you think he, he transfers start. and has to play another year in college? There's Probably. no way he no. can come out. With he's that. going to the league. You think he can come out? You think he's going benched? Is you think he's going to transfer and play another year? Uh, no, I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, I don't know. If he gets benched for the rest of the what year, what do you think he has to do now? Who's going to want to draft a quarterback that gets benched? Where's he? Go- what college would? What want team him, would though? be like? Let me invest a draft pick to save my team rather than you can't even save Oklahoma. Oh, you can't I think, even be I think at Oklahoma. He could start at plenty of colleges if he transferred. No. I don't think that'd be. I, I, I wouldn't take want the, him. Take the money. No, you, you little like smaller schools other than Oklahoma. I mean, you're I mean, with a, a quarterback s- guru in Lincoln Riley, and you can't play well. Like, there's yeah, got to be something. It's off. inexcusable yeah. if you're Spencer Riley. Every every quarterback that Lincoln Riley's got his hands on has been a stud. Jalen uh-huh. Hurts looked amazing exactly. in yep. Oklahoma, and he is a not. He's a very below average quarterback. I don't know. I wasn't sold on Spencer Riley. I don't know if you guys ever. Heard I, know, I never QB1. was. Never he yeah. was on QB one. He was. Uh, he, how do I say this on the radio? He was so agonizing there to listen to. <laughs> It was cringe. The he, way he talked, the way he carried himself. He was like, very arrogant. Yeah, he has no humility, and that's going to backfire when you're playing college football See, I, and when these other grown men when I does, play It doesn't you. help when everybody in his ear is telling him, oh, you're the best player in the world. You're, you know, right, number, rank, number one ranked you know, QB in college. You're going to be the next big thing. For hearing that for so long, some people can handle it, some people can't, and yeah, he clearly why, cannot. That's why I wonder. I think he has to go back to school no. somewhere else. Because if mm-hmm. he goes to the league. I'm done with him. I'm ready for him to move on. He's going to be a backup somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> 
Yeah, go to the CFL. Y'all know, y'all know players get drafted off potential. So they do, but how high do you think he could go off potential? No, he's not. He's not a first. That's what I'm saying. If he goes back to college, he's not going to be a first three round. No, but I don't think at this point he's looking. If he gets benched for the rest of the year, he's looking at like a fifth round pick. At that point, like. Do you, you might want to go somewhere else, and if you have a great year somewhere, then you then you're back in it. I'll but take the 750k contract. I'd go to the NFL, <laughs> but for him, he's looking at what he could. He can't do it at, yeah. at Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley. Then I don't know where he can do it. That's I'll the say, problem, that and that's the biggest. Question. But especially, in the but that's what 12, NFL like, teams see as well. So they're like, why would I draft this kid if he can't yeah. perform in a college that is notoriously known for having highly touted QBs come out of there? Why would I draft you right. at all? I don't right. care if it's a fifth round or not. Yeah, so I think he's in a really weird spot that I don't know if I've ever heard of a quarterback who they thought could go number one overall to a point where it's like, well, should he go back? Should he go somewhere else to play college next well, year? Well, it's like because like, we've seen know. the the rise of the stock where it's like Joe Burrow came out of nowhere and it become number one overall yeah. pick, but nobody's ever really gone from number one to not being drafted at all. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the thing for me is like just watching that show. Like I know this sounds really weird, but like that QB one show. When I saw him go to Oklahoma and get the starting job, I was I was stunned because the way he acted on QB1, I mean, that was only two years ago. So it's not like he's grown up and mature, yeah. blah, blah, yeah. blah, right. and all this stuff. And he's still he the same kid up. that he carried himself as in QB1. And it goes back to my point is no quarterback can carry themselves that way and then have no. the respect of their team. Well, and so. this is a reality check for yeah, him at this point. Yeah, it might be a good thing point. for him, honestly. Yeah. It, it could help him He got benched last year. Yeah, the mm-hmm. same it's thing same happened thing to happened him last year. year. Yes, but he this played well different. after that last yeah, year. Th- this is different. But then he's back to square one this year. Yes, so, I mean, he, clearly he didn't he really learn anything in the wrong He won't come back next. Like, there's no coming back from this like there was last year. So, because Caleb Williams – or, I'm sorry, is that his name? Yeah. Why do I keep messing that up? Um, You're thinking of Carson Williams, yes. former Western Kentucky Sorry, yes. <laughs> the former Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, NFL football. That's up next. Uh, um, yeah, uh, I mean, we could spend all day. Um, um, yeah, we got to move on. We got a bunch yeah. more games. To yeah, talk. Uh, talk about this Arkansas Ole Miss game. Real quick. Well, here's my thing. So this Arkansas Ole Miss game was one of my favorite games that I've watched all year in college football. You, you can game. say things mm-hmm. like, you know. When you're a fan of a team, you're like, oh, my gosh, the defense sucks. But when I'm not a fan of a team and I'm just a normal guy watching a football game, yeah. it is awesome to see when defenses sucks because it's it's a shootout. <laughs> and that game was a shootout, and it was so much fun to watch. I think it was like 1,300 combined yards for the teams in total offense, which is ridiculous. But if I'm Arkansas, why are you going for two for the win? See, You've I had mean, the lead most of the game. I Your don't mind offense it. has I mean, scored. I love it. I'm on the total other side of it. I'm totally opposite. I like it. I, I say force overtime. I, you trust in your quarterback. They've scored on pretty much every drive. Why yeah. risk yeah, but, it? But so is Ole Miss. I, so why would you I trust your defense? Ole Miss, if I was at home, I'd go to I disagree. I'd go to OT, well, in this situation, the teams are even. I mean, like last year, you saw Indiana went for two against Penn State and got it. They weren't winning that in overtime. Arkansas could have won it in overtime. Exactly. There's no it's not reason like, that it's they... It's not like if you go into overtime, Ole Miss had it in the bag. I don't they know, didn't have it in the bag. I because trust Ole Miss is you know, 30 yards and in rather than I do Arkansas. Well, see, I think Arkansas's best player was their quarterback, Jefferson. Yeah. For the thing, and I think his coach was like, you know, best player's got the ball. Get me two yards, I win. I'm well, because he's a running quarterback. He's we'll a 230-pound yard. Or just throw pound. the ball or whatever. It's like, I, I like my best player. He's got the ball. Two yards, we win. I like it. You if, you were, if we were talking like Ole Miss had, you know... 21 straight run they're all the momentum's in favor of Ole Miss it'd be a different conversation well, well see another thing about going to overtime is Ole Miss's defense is very shaky exactly. and obviously our Arkansas's offense is clicking so one of those is going to outweigh the other eventually yeah but I'm not wanting to sit here and and you know I'm not going to discredit a, a 
a no. coach for going for two because yeah, if he gets it, no. then yeah. you know no. everybody's like, oh, it's the greatest call ever. And if he doesn't, I still like to call no matter what. <laughs> greatest so. call ever. Nah. That's why they didn't drop that much in the rankings. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't have oh, dropped they're, they're that much. Equal, they're equal teams. Yeah. I mean, I two point conversion or not? Arkansas wins it. Like I think just where the game was, right. they're they're the very similar. Yeah. But real quick, uh, Michigan escapes Nebraska 32-29 after a fumble. <laughs> Leads to the go-ahead field goal for Michigan. I mean, I thought they should have lost that game, but whatever. Whoa, is sneaky. I don't. Hey, they're that, winning games that they should lose. That's a good thing. That Mike. that that was a good. That was a a good per a good gritty performance. I think any other Harbaugh led team. <laughs> I agree with any that other Harbaugh led team would have lost that game because we've been in positions like this before. 2016 at Iowa, very similar game, and we lost. We. Us, uh, Michigan <laughs> lost. Um, I didn't know you were part of Michigan, Mike. I'm sorry. May Zone Radio. (laughs) But I I think this this performance was was a a good test for a Harbaugh team because they they've showed some toughness that they haven't had before that the doubters have said that they that they lacked. Yeah, because that Nebraska team was stout. But I mean, I think it was a good game to show that you know when their backs against the wall, Michigan can still pull out a game, no matter how good the team is or not. And they played really well all year. It was good to see Michigan can still survive. And I was I'm joking a little bit with Nebraska because they they have played well all year. They've 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 definitely gotten better. Every game they lost has been within. uh, Right, and they destroyed um, Northwestern. Northwestern, yeah, yeah, which is insane to me, but. But in, uh, the other game I want to talk about was Notre Dame escapes Virginia Tech 32-29. I told you guys last week that would be a close game. And yeah. like, well, you yeah, told you. No, I did. I was never worried. <laughs> he said he was never worried. <laughs> but, yeah, Virginia Tech at home Sorry, is, is never a, an easy game to, to yeah. play. Uh, Notre Dame has a quarterback problem that they need to establish because it, it's like a carousel right now. Drew Pine, Jack <laughs> Cohn, and some other new guy who had never played before came in yesterday. And at this point Same in the season, that's, that's kind yeah. of unhealthy for the team. <laughs> Yeah. One, it's, it's weird to see that because you have such a good run game with Kyron Williams. Williams. So, yeah. like, you would expect – all you have to do is be a game manager, and you, you can't even get that, it feels like. So, especially and with Notre Dame is not playing many good teams anymore after their – or after the few beginning, like Cincinnati, so. And Kentucky dismantles LSU 42-21. Yeah, they – to 6-0 for the first time since 1950. That's yeah. ridiculous. That was all. I mean, it, I think called Coach Orgeron. Go Cats, man. Flute. They just was, dominated from start team. to finish. Orgeron's, Orgeron's out. Yeah. He he's go. out. He's gone. Oh, Tigers. Tigers, but he's gone. Kentucky looks good, though. Uh, 11th ranked team now. I believe AP just came out. Yeah. So Should be top 10. But they should be, but, they're you know, they played Georgia this week. We'll see how how you know how much the discrepancy yeah. is. this is this is the, the is. this is the step this because is the obviously nobody's this is their second road game of the year so we'll, we'll see how levis handles it well, it's i know he's kind of clock too which yeah. does not help because <laughs> kentucky's never played well in that game but <laughs> kentucky you know it's been a while since they played nobody's it. expecting no, kentucky to go in there and win this it's can you at least Jordan. make it a game I like know. i think some kentucky fans are expecting them to go well in. those I, are delusional. I say, I mean, i've heard kentucky, more kentucky fans come out of everywhere hey man this seems different come out of the I'm weeds saying. it is different but i don't ex- i don't expect them to go in there no, to, into georgia the number one team in the country and go beat them i do expect it to be close though i don't expect it to be whatever the the point the point what is it's the spread? 22 it's spread's like 22. 22 points if you beat oh, wow. the spread i mean i I would be. I wouldn't say happy, but your your, your moral victory. I mean, I I mean if you compete with Georgia, the best team in the country. Enough of moral victories today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kentucky six and zero. Oh, they've already 
outdone their expectations for this year. I mean, have, have I disagree though because yeah, I, I feel like Kentucky. I had a lot. I, I didn't see them going six and zero at this, this point. I thought Maybe they were going to be eight and four. Maybe. I expected five. I think but the Florida game is the only one that some people were kind of like, oh wow, in. okay. I think they won every game they were favored in, and they upset yeah. Florida. So and I that's mean, also because you're a hater, Will. I know, no, no, no. Yeah, I mean Cardinals. Look at that. They lost to Virginia. I mean, looking looking out for this Kentucky team. Say they drop this one to Georgia. Every single game left on the schedule is very winnable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you lose to the number one team. In the country, what I mean, what I've got that Tennessee game it's marked. So not, I know, I do too. It, I was like, wait, just because of play Alabama, no, they play Mississippi <laughs> well, State man. the week before, and that's on the road. That'd be a big win. I mean, regardless, if you go in there and beat Mississippi State in Starkville, um, come back, Tennessee is a really good team. There's yeah, a chance they overlook them, but this Kentucky team is different this year, yeah. so we'll see. Well, another crazy week in college football, man. We're gonna take another quick break, and we'll come back. We'll talk about. Another crazy week in the NFL. Uh, you're listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 917. Keeping you up to date on Western Kentucky sports, you're in the Red Zone right here on Revolution 917. Welcome back to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 917. NFL Week 5? NFL Week Five has been <laughs> has been a great one. I mean, first off, we started the week with Rams and Seahawks. Great matchup, always. Rams beat the Seahawks. Highlighter 20, game, twenty six seventeen. But Russell Wilson went down and out, and he, I think he's out for six weeks. Am yeah, I the yeah. only one in here that just gets a migraine watching the Seahawks play in those jerseys? <laughs> it's always a night game they play. In it's those. always Thursday night games that just have the worst uniforms. They're either the worst or the yeah. best. They never is color rush. Yeah. I think uh, yeah. for, C- for the Seattle, though, I'm a big Russell Wilson guy, and I hate that he got hurt. It's over. But man. in a way, I'm okay he got hurt because I want everybody to see how bad Seattle is and how much it's <laughs> Russell Wilson just carrying a it really very is. poor team. Now, obviously, Geno Smith is not a good quarterback. I we think know Geno that. Smith has something to say. Hey, he can't. No, he played a great game. <laughs> yeah, last, he uh, against drove him. 98 yards yeah. down the field just to throw an interception. Uh, that wasn't his fault. The biggest band aid in the league, and everybody's going to see how actually poor Seattle is. But I think this is the time where Seattle realizes they need to blow it up. Blow the entire mm-hmm. team up because this yeah. it is over. There well, is no. no are you going to trade Russell Wilson? They have no. Picks. No. They well, maybe. Honestly, for a safety that can't cover. Over. It's time for a reboot. I mean, this defense is not good. Their weapons are, you know, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett's getting older. It's like by the time you get good again, Tyler Lockett will be out of the league. And you can get a lot for Wilson and Metcalf. Well, I wouldn't say trade Metcalf. I'd say say try to build your keep offense him, around build your offense yeah. around him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, second game, Patrick, my oh. guy. I'm sorry, <laughs> we have to talk about it. Packers win 25-22 in overtime after three straight field goal misses. Like, from Mason Crosby and uh, the other Crosby guy, the rookie. Crosby missed two in the last two seasons combined. And Evan McPherson's were way longer than <laughs> right. oh, Crosby's. Yeah. Crosby had a 40-yarder yeah. and missed it. And Zach Taylor shooting stupid. a 57-yarder. By the way, Evan McPherson hit a fi- – His was close. Missed a 57-yarder. He hit the top of the – Flag. The flag. The flag. Yeah. Do you know how ridiculous that's good from right. seventy at most places? That's insane to me. Yeah. How do you feel, Patrick? Um, if I hear moral victory one more time, I'm gonna puke. <laughs> I won't say it this time. Um, I think I told for I told people going into this week that if the Bengals lose by a game-winning field goal or lose by less than a touchdown, that's good. That shows that this team can compete with and a good team in the yeah, NFL like Green Bay Packers. Direction. 
But you didn't think that was going to happen, though. I did think it was. I, I honestly, meant, I, I meant thought Cincinnati happened. could easily win I think this he game. Meant what happened? What happened in the game? You didn't think that was going to happen? Is what I meant. The field goal. The field goal. Yeah. Mayhem. No, I would not expect that. I honestly, when Crosby missed the field goal and and we were going into overtime, I was like, Cincinnati's going to win this game. Cincinnati wins the coin toss. Dude, let's go. Joe Burrow throws a pick. Terrible. Pretty sure Tyler Boyd ran the <laughs> Tyler wrong Boyd route. ran the wrong route. So everybody on Twitter that was bashing Joe Burrow needs to back up because Tyler Boyd was supposed to run a slant route and he ran. I think it was he a big a, route. He ran a little hitch. A little and hitch he stopped. Route. Yeah, and then, Burrow was so confused. Yeah, easy pick. Obviously bad throw. And but then Crosby misses that field goal, and yeah. I'm like, all right, here we go. Cincinnati's <laughs> gonna win this game now. They just got bailed. Marches out. down the go. field. Evan McPherson. First of all, Evan McPherson has a boot okay yeah. don't let he that does. he was hitting 65 yard field goals in pregame and he's he's a great kick i do think he's a good kicker the problem i have is the play calling exactly you, you cannot expect yeah. you can't you ran the ball three times in a row to set up evan mcpherson's field goal you have to assume that i'm gonna get a 30 yard field goal or i'm scoring a touchdown there's no oh well, we have a 60 yard you guy can hit 70 yards i'm not gonna expect him here's to hit a 55 yarder to win the game when you cross the logo you're in McPherson's range. Okay, I understand that. But now he's also the goal still is a rookie. I now, know he's hit two game winners, but now the goal is don't knock yourself out of field goal range and give Green Bay the football back. Don't turn over the football and don't give any reason for Green Bay to win this football game. So I totally understand where he's coming from. Here's my issue though: third and two, Mixon gets right to the line or gets right to the first down line. They call it fourth down. They don't review it whatsoever. But then when Randall Cobb it. gets right down to the first down line, they took 30 minutes to review that first down. It was still fourth see how it feels down. being a Bears fan. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter if it's still fourth down because they didn't review Joe Mixon whatsoever. Do you think he got the first down? I don't know because they didn't give us a chance to even he review it. He was close. It. He definitely I just, was close. I, I can't get behind the fact that you run the ball three times yeah. when you're on the 40. I was like, it's, it's like a team. Trust Joe Burrow. Yeah, that's you, what I was thinking. It shows a lack of trust. I mean, I watched the Chargers, and they're going for it fourth in their own 45-yard line like in the – Eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. It's like the total. It is kind of like the coach. It's like you got Burrow. Which is weird you trust him, let him throw it. Joe Burrow has not given you a reason not to. I know he's thrown a lot of picks this year. He's like at six, I think, now. Yeah, three and like a, all after this game. Time, so. But that was just like a weird game. I, I think if you're um, Zach Taylor, you have to trust Joe Burrow to get you a first down at least. Yeah. Because then you can run the ball three times and kick a 40-yarder instead of a, a 55 or whatever the first one was. I forget. but I, I think Zach Taylor might be gone pretty soon. He was if, always going to be a bridge coach. A three, He's a bridge coach. He's always Zach going Taylor to be. was Which designed is to build fine. a team for Joe Burrow so that the next coach can have something to work with. And he's done that. He's done a perfect job at it. Now, actually. if you beat Green Bay, you're 4-1. and one, We might be having yeah. a different conversation. I mean, they're 3-2 and two now. I don't think... You can be too upset. I'm um, three and two. And we, no, I'm very I, happy. I know one three and one in 2020, and then three and two in 2021 right. so is a big I, I, jump. And I know Patrick's going to yell at me, but it, this offensive line, while the sack numbers may not do that, but giving a, a, a hole for Joe Mixon to go through, Joe Mixon is one of the better running backs in the league. But it with this offensive line, he has to work extra hard to get through a hole. I just don't know that. I blame play calling on that because not that Jamar Chase was the wrong pick. You let clearly Mixon, he was not because he's easily one been the best receiver. He's probably been the best rookie in the league. Yeah. But I think going into this offseason slash next year, you are going to have to invest something into offensive line. That's a big. I splash. agree. When it goes, when you're talking about the running game, the issue for me isn't the O line. It's the play calling. Mixon is more of a downhill running back. When you're calling counters. 
and making him run five, six yards across the line of scrimmage before he even starts turning on the Jets to go down the field, that's a problem. You just need to let him get the ball full head of steam right up the gut of the offensive line. That's where he plays best. That's fair. Yeah, man. Uh, Eagles, Ryan, your Eagles pull away late against the Panthers 21-18. It's a joke. It's it's a pyramid scheme. Everything's everything's canceled. It's what you (laughs) – you, do, you want, do you want Jalen Hurst to, like, not succeed? I, I love for him to succeed, but he's not – it's all a joke. Like, people think he's succeeding. He threw a – he threw the ball 15 yards over a receiver's head and threw a pick, which was, like, a rookie move, which is fine if you're, you know, first six games. But he is now in his second year. I know his first time starting in a while, but – or uh, first couple games starting, but he's not – a QB one. I don't want to keep hearing that he's our QB one. <laughs> it's ridiculous. He's a, not a good quarterback. He's actually below average. I'd take him probably at twenty. I'd take twenty more quarterbacks than I, yeah, uh, I before I would take Jalen Hurts. Not the year to not. He is still a a poor man's version of Lamar Jackson. I'm going to keep saying it every week. Oof. He cannot throw the football. Yeah, he can run the ball. That's awesome. But this defense is the reason they won. I mean, Sam Donald threw three picks yeah, the to a line. Philly team who has a horrible secondary. They're notoriously known for giving up deep bombs. Uh, so that's just more Sam Donald gifting us a present yeah. than yeah. the yeah. defensive Hurts line for the Eagles really dominated the offensive line and hit Donald a ton, and then he threw three picks. So that was yeah. a big story in that game. And for the final two games, first my Giants lost to the Cowboys 44-20. The big thing coming out of that is – Injuries. We lost every star player, quote unquote, we had on that team. So Daniel like, Jones, they, Kenny Galladay, Saquon, obviously, all today, and then yeah. Sterling Shepard's out, um, and our leading receiver is John Ross right now. So <laughs> things are just going great in uh, for and the. And they Giants. were actually hanging with Dallas until all the injuries happened. Yeah. Like it was actually they were playing with them. And then Dallas almost lost, like uh, Zeke almost went out for a second, and then Amari Cooper Diggs almost got hurt. Yeah, so it was just a lot of injuries. A lot of today. scary things, and then I don't. Going back to Bengals real quick, Joe Burrow's at the hospital. I don't know if y'all know. Yeah, that. throat contusion. Yeah, I saw that it's from that dirty. Oh, uh, real quick, yeah. Patrick got mad at me because I I quote tweeted the video of him getting hit because I didn't I wasn't watching the game at the time and I was just like, sheesh, that's a hard hit. And he he messaged me and was like, <laughs> oh, take was, that down. No, it wasn't. A, take that down. It was a yo, take that down. <laughs> Period. No exclamation mark. And you did so. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't want to hear him. I didn't want to be mad at me. I, um, I, I'm sensitive. Um, Joe Burrow's got a slide. Yeah, I didn't that's see that's it. unacceptable. I didn't. See it was it. bad. It was a. Dir- I think it was a dirty hit. They went for Joe Burrow's knees like three times in that game. There was a free runner on a blitz, and he went straight for Joe Burrow's that legs. One, that one, that you know how you stop that? The league's asking for that because they don't let you hit him high, or it's a flag. So the league is asking yeah. you to blow dude, people's knees out. Oh my, dude! dude Chase Young do. has four true. sacks, but two of them have been called back because he right. because Matt Ryan fell on his knee and threw a ball. But he's, <laughs> the, that was the rules, insane. I've never seen anything like the that. The rules have just. I mean, def- defensive players cannot play the game of football yeah. anymore. Officiating's a joke. If you didn't already think it was, it's more of a joke every week. Yeah. It, it shows every year. We yeah, talk I remember about it when they year. when they went to this high hitting stuff and Gronk came out and was like, I'd rather them hit me high because if you hit me high and I have a concussion, I'm gone a couple of weeks, but you hit me in my knee, I'm done the whole year. Exactly. Yeah. I get my knee blown up. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And final game, Lions suffer another heartbreaking loss Good with the game-winning oh, field goal to the Vikings. We cannot. Uh, the Lions. Oh, sorry, we again. The Lions. <laughs> it's okay if you say it with that because <laughs> you, you don't. You go. You're, you're talking about a college team, and we that you can. Yeah, I was just joking with you, Mike. The the Lions is just they're just I can't understand. They're just cursed at this point. They, <laughs> Dan they Campbell lose. was crying in the press conference. He's a good coach. He's, he's, I love. Dan he would Campbell. run through he's, a wall for this team. I, he's such. I think he's such a good coach for this team. It's also but insane. It's just they they lose games that they have potential to win because what they they came back and. And they made it. They went on a two-point conversion. They went up yeah. by one on a two-point gutsy call yet yeah. again. 
Um, and for the Lions, that's a little bit different situation because they haven't won a game. So I get the the Arkansas <laughs> di- difference, but I mean, and then you give thirty seconds to Kirk Cousins out of all people to come down and <laughs> yeah. no timeouts and come down and, and kick a field goal. It's ridiculous. It's like that's exactly what I'm talking about. Th- that's a game the Lions should win. That's it, three in a row they yeah, should win. That, and they just the Kirk Cousins somehow drives down the field and beats which them. is yeah. petrifying because Kirk Kirk Cousins. they're close. Not yeah. even that. They're you the like Lions, that? The, the Lions are like close that. every week. Yeah. They're so close to getting over that hump, and uh, Cincinnati comes to town next week. So oh, let's Lord. hope to yeah. be gracious. Anyways. They don't get over that <laughs> hump. We are sorry, Mike. One more week. <laughs> yeah. We're going to take another quick break real quick. We'll be back with Pickums. You're listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Keeping you up to date on Western Kentucky sports, you're in the Red Zone right here on Revolution 91.7. I get no Pickles, 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 pickles. There was some controversy with pickles this week that we'll probably have to settle towards the end of the year. Patrick's a little mad at me for this, um, but there's no way I'm the only one. Wait, I what know you, Ryan's got to be. You're not. You're not. Dis- we're not letting this it. happen. It doesn't matter. I'm putting it back on there because well, I know we won it <laughs> and well, they lost it. Even if I won it, I still would have took it off. But anyways, oh, I'm so serious. I'm fair because I know I'm gonna win pickles. But anyways, well, all right, put it back on. Why. So <laughs> for for this week. We'll add the game on later, but for now, this week, uh, everybody had a pretty good week, except for Will and uh, Noah. You know, Scott Satterfield really screwed me over on that one. Uh, Ryan went 7-2, Patrick went 7-2, I went 7-2, Mike went 6-3, Mac went 6-3, Will went 5-4, and and Noah went 5-4. And And so, I'm in the lead by one game over Patrick. Ryan's right behind Patrick, and Mike's right behind Ryan. That works perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> so, in order. Mac, you have 23 wins, 16 losses. Will and Noah are both with 24 and 15. So, first game, obviously, WKU versus ODU. Uh, Ryan. I'm going to write mine in. Here's what helps you out a little bit. I'm going to pick WKU. Uh, uh, Mike. I'm going to take the tops. Patrick. No way WKU loses this, right? <laughs> we hope. How many I'll points do you think they're going to give up? Be honest. It'll be 55 to 54. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 31. I don't know at this point. All right. I don't even know anything about Old Dominion. <laughs> and I know they're going to score. I, I, yeah. I know that this year they're better than they have been the last couple awesome. of years. That's what we love to hear. But <laughs> that doesn't, that's not saying that they're good. They went to overtime doesn't Marshall, I think, last week. Yesterday. So. All right, you convinced me. Give me Old Dominion. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, next game, Big 12. Love it. Number 12, Oklahoma State versus number 25, Texas. Patrick. I see Texas. I mean, I see Oklahoma State's number twelve. I haven't watched any of them at all this year. So, can someone give me a little rundown on Oklahoma State? Their their quarterback is really skilled. Um, he's not as much of a passer. He's a lot. He's like their second leading rusher. I think he has like four hundred rushing yards. Oh. He's they have a very run heavy offense, but I'm not really sold on how elite they are because they don't have any like big playmakers. All right, I'll take Texas on a bounce back game. Then I'm going to keep taking Texas until they. Until they win, honestly. <laughs> until they prove me I'm going <laughs> to – until they prove me right. <laughs> Mike. Oh, you don't even have to ask me this. Texas. Wow, another Texas sweep, man. They're going to be back this week. Texas is back for real, y'all. We actually picking them out here. Uh, Auburn versus number 17, Arkansas. I, I mean, I'll go. I'll take the Razorbacks. Yeah, I mean, Arkansas looks so much better. Is this another sweep? Yeah, yeah. Arkansas. Yeah. BYU <laughs> lost this week, by the way, to – Boise State, I think. Yeah. Yes, I didn't put that in there. Yeah. So, 
Uh, yeah. Beware Next game, number 19, BYU at Baylor. Wasn't Baylor undefeated at one point this Baylor's year? Baylor's lost one game. Yeah, Oklahoma oh, yeah. State. I'm going to take the Bears. I'm Ryan. I'm going to go Baylor as well. Mike. Baylor. Another, bro, why, what is up with the, the sweeps? This is a, Honestly, when I looked at these before I came, I was like, these are some interesting games. I'm interested. Kane always tries to get. I try to throw, like, games toss-up with, games yeah. in there, you know. Try, some, somebody got to lose, you know. Uh, next game, number 13, Ole Miss versus Tennessee. Don't even ask this. I mean, Tennessee's looked really good. Don't I can't even, even lie. This. I think this is a I'm trap sorry, game. But let's be real. They beat up on South Carolina. Don't even <laughs> ask this. Mike. I think this is a trap game for Ole Miss. Tennessee's offense looks really good. I'm going to take Tennessee. And this is Mike, why Mike is in last place. Is, I mean, good Lord, Mike. Well, <laughs> no. I just uh, – actually, give me Ole Miss. Nope, too late. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. My my heart says Tennessee. Go with your heart. Go with your gut. My heart says Tennessee because I think they've looked well, but I'll take Ole Miss. I'm surprised you have a heart after how many times the Lions have ripped it out of you. <laughs> yeah, and, and Michigan. Uh, next, this, this is kind of a – a toss-up to me. Uh, Nebraska at Minnesota. These are two. These this are is an awful, awful game pick-up. because Minnesota got beat by Bowling Green State <laughs> at Minnesota. Now, my brother plays for Bowling Green State, so that's awesome. But let's be real. That's inexcusable. <laughs> yeah, give me Nebraska by probably 30. Patrick. Yeah, I'm going to take the Huskers. Mike. Nebraska. What is up with the sweeps this week, man? Someone's going to have to bite on a ch- on a – on an upset here. Yeah, we we Mike did, and we convinced him otherwise. <laughs> gonna pick Kentucky. That one's that one's next. Here up. we go. Uh, next number twenty, Florida at LSU. This is the noon game. I cannot trust LSU. Give me Florida. Yeah, Ed Orgeron got lucky with Joe Burrow, but that was the prime of his career. It's over with. <laughs> yeah, watching LSU play and just get flat out dominated by Kentucky with all the five stars and way more four stars that they have than Kentucky. Yeah, give me Florida, Mike. I'm gonna take the upset. LSU. Oh, here we go. Here we go, Mike. Mike. Okay. You said you asked for somebody to bite, and that was the one. Here we go. The game of the week. College game day. SEC Nation. Kentucky Sports Radio. Um, number 11, Kentucky. <laughs> At number one, Georgia. This is so tough. I'd like to go Kentucky, but I'm going to go Georgia. I think they'll play well, but not well enough. Patrick. I, Kaden, you know how I'm feeling right now. It's tough, man. It is. I... Uh, Unfortunately, I'm playing to beat you, so I'm gonna have That's to take fine. Georgia. Uh, Mike, I wanna. Uh, I picked Arkansas to beat Georgia, and we saw how that ended. So I'm gonna take Georgia mm. as well. <laughs> I guess I will be the only person to take Kentucky. I'm picking the Wildcats to win this game. I, I hope they do. All I jokes really aside, do. I could care less about Pickums. I, I will want cry. Kentucky to win. I will cry once again. Um, now the rest of the games for college. <laughs> the rest of the games for college football sucked. So I throw in three NFL games. Uh, this game particularly sucks. Uh, Miami Dolphins versus Jacksonville Jaguars in London. Give me the Jags. They're going to win their first game. Yeah, I, is it uh, Jacoby Brissett out now? Did he get hurt? Isn't it? Uh, he finished the game, I think. I think did he came he, back. He okay, did. he's still in. But either either way, back. I don't know. Give me Jacksonville. Uh, Mike? Jags. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Jags just off the information I just got. Um, Yeah, terrible game, though. Uh, Next, Cardinals at the Browns. This is a good one. Cardinals easily. Easily. Uh, Patrick? E- easily? Yep. Easily. Yep. Come on, Pat. Come back. Come back to me. Uh, Mike. Browns. I'm choosing the Cardinals. I believe in the MVP, Kyler Murray. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's an easily win. I do think the Cardinals are red hot, though. Easy. And the Browns just sold against the Chargers. True. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't get to talk about that. But, yeah, Browns lost 42-47 to the Chargers. Um, Last game of the week, Uh, Monday. I think it was Monday night. I may be wrong. Chargers at the Ravens. That's a Sunday game. You got you. Uh, Ryan. 
Uh, give me the Chargers. I like Justin Herbert. Mike, Chargers. Patrick. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Chargers. Yes, know. finally, here we go. Our me and Patrick's one game difference this week. I'm, I'm choosing the Ravens. the Ravens. Big trust. Lamar Jackson, MVP, goat. It don't matter. Ravens again. This dub. I I I don't disagree with you though. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for tuning in to WK Resin Radio. I'll just go through the schedule real quick. Uh, football will play Old Dominion Saturday at 2:30 p.m. Uh, soccer will play FIU Friday at five, and UTEP at home Sunday at 1 and volleyball will have home matches against Middle Tennessee Friday at 6 and Saturday at noon Uh, but yeah for myself Ryan Gooden Patrick Carey and Mike Thompson everybody enjoy your Sunday night and as always Go go Tops